ULM Warhawks, 50 commits? It's Locked On Sunbelt. You are Locked On Sunbelt, your daily podcast on the Sunbelt Conference, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, Dave Schultz, Locked On Sunbelt, your team every day. Today's episode is brought to you by FanDuel. Make every moment more. New customers, join today and you'll get $200 in bonus bets if your first bet of $5 or more wins. Visit FanDuel.com slash Locked On to get started. All right, a little bit tardy today. Apologize uh, for that. It got away from me uh, yesterday with the Cajuns loss. Uh, we'll get to that. Uh, App State and the Cajuns uh, lose uh, James Madison hangs on, and uh, Southern Miss overcomes adversity. We'll go over all of the Sundal basketball, but let's talk about signing day. And I know yesterday I posted the recruiting. I maybe didn't realize that because other people were posting other um, lists. Same place, 24-7 sports. I'm like, well, how's that the difference? Well, one was the high school recruiting, and one was overall. Southern Miss still ends up with... Uh, the number one class, all right, in both overall and uh, recruiting. But the one that caught my eye, we've had Coach Bryant Minson on. I mean, he turned it over. A lot of times when these, and it's different now because it's the portal, so we get it. But it, you really don't count the first class because, I mean, he got the job in December. He got a bunch of people, or maybe November. And, you know, signing day is early. Uh, and you can't really put together a full class, right? You don't have time to recruit. Yeah. Coach Vincent put that to shame. 50 commits with transfers and recruits. And he got 36, according to 24-7, signed letters of intent. And then he got 11 transfers. And then three hard commits who may or may not have already signed. That's a lot, right? You have 85 scholarships. And then you may have 115 with walk-ons and blue shirts and gray shirts and whatever the case may be. 50. Over half of the roster is being turned over. I asked Coach Desimo, how do you, you know, how do you go about learning like 105 names or something like that? And he's like, well, you don't really have to learn that because you you got years and you're only bringing in, you know, somewhere around, you know, 25 guys and you can learn them over the spring and you learn while you're recruiting them. And Brian Vince has got to learn 50, <laughs> 50, the big five. Oh, we'll see what ULM does. He's here. Here's the thing, right? You can't, you can't say, well, this wasn't really our first class. Yeah, it is now. I don't, even, I don't even care where the class ranks. You're bringing in 50 guys. Overall, overall rank 123rd in the nation. They were still, they finished 11th in a recruiting. And overall, let's see where they finished. So recruiting would just be the high school guys. The total overall, ULM finished still 13th. So it's not exactly... Uh, quality over quantity. In this case, it's quantity over quality. And there is a discrepancy because someone asked about the 
someone commented about like, let's talk about that four star. And so, so they do have one four star. In fact, they may be the only team in the conference that has a four star listed. Okay. But there is a discrepancy here. So if you go to the website there, they have a four star. It's Jaden Hamlin. And he's listed in the football commits as a three star, highly touted uh, three star, 6'5, 315 pound defensive lineman. The thing is, if you go to the bottom and they say the top recruits that they've had, all time commits, Jaden Hamlin is a four star. So in the list of commits, he's a three-star. And at the bottom, all-time commits, he's a four-star. So some piece of the 24-7 sports website, not, you know, the uh, spreadsheet hasn't connected with each other. But nonetheless, he's a highly touted kid. Uh, So that's where that is. So uh, unbelievable that ULM has 50 commits. That's unheard of unprecedented i know we're in unprecedented times but that's a ton that is a ton we'll see what happens going forward um 36 high school kids 36 high school kids 11 transfers maybe maybe 39 high school kids 39 high school kids total 11 transfers okay uh let's check out the rest of the uh sunbelt and I, actually, let me go back to my tweet because I tweeted it out. So yesterday, I did uh, tweet out the class, the recruiting class of 24-7. It would have been from Tuesday night, all right? And so I guess it was going back and forth between Southern Miss and Arkansas State. South Alabama was three. Cajuns were last. So then... I posted the recruiting, the high school and the overall on Thursday morning just to see how it would compare. And still, let's see the overall. So you did have some big movement in here. All right. High school wise, Southern Miss is one, Arkansas State two, Coastal Carolina three, South Alabama fell to four. All right. You go to the overall, Marshall moved up a lot with the transfers. Texas State moved up a lot with the transfers and James Madison moved up a bunch. We had Bob Chesney on, they moved up a bunch. Cause if you go back to the high school recruiting, Marshall is ninth, but overall they're second. All right. Texas state is eighth high school recruiting overall. They're third. And James Madison is listed as 10th in high school recruiting and overall they're fifth. Uh, so they got a bunch. I mean, the top, Schools all got a bunch. I mean, no one's got less than 30 commits in the top six. Southern Miss, Marshall, Texas State, Coastal Carolina, James Madison, and Arkansas State. Georgia Southern finished seventh with 29. Troy came up big. Uh, They finished strong. They had 38 commits. Where were they on the high school recruiting? So they, they were sixth in the high school recruiting with 29 commits. And they still ended up with uh, some 38 commits uh, overall. South Alabama, oddly enough, high, high on the rankings with the high school recruiting, but fell to 27 or fell to ninth overall with 27 commits. App State, 27 commits. Georgia State, 25 commits. Cajuns, they did move up from 14 to 12, but only 20 commits. There's going to be a hole in there somewhere. And maybe they fill some spots in the spring 
and hopefully hold on to the team. Outside of a couple of players uh, and a couple of very good players, the Cajuns did hold on to most of their team, okay? And even Mike Desimo said, you're always going to lose a couple of players. Doesn't matter who you are. Uh, Monroe finishes 13th overall, but still 50 commits is 50 commits. Uh, and uh, Old Dominion uh, finishes last with a uh, 25 commits. Let's check out all of the here, – here's a couple of things, you know. So a lot of the commits that Monroe got, they only got – some of their guys are not ranked. We'll see if that happens. And for those who don't think that these rankings matter, all I do is go back to Nick Saban. He finished second one year and claimed that Jimbo Fisher bought his class who finished first. That's how much it gets under these guys' skin. All right, that's how much it matters to the top guys. Uh, so Monroe only has nine, nine three stars. They get the one four star ish. But teams like Arkansas State, uh, they signed twenty three three star guys. Pretty good for a team that finished sixth in recruiting. Southern Miss and Marshall. Southern Miss has twenty three. Marshall has twenty. Right. Uh, the Cajuns have twelve. All right. A lot of a lot of good. You know, Georgia Southern signed twenty one three-star guys. So there is some good quality coming in. We're still waiting to see, you know, who's going to be the quarterback for Texas state. That's, that's going to be a thing. And who wins the job at Georgia state and Georgia Southern. So there is a lot to go digest with all of that. Um, even following Syracuse, some guys did not commit yesterday. So there could be some more players that do commit. Uh, and then again, we got the spring, the spring portal. So, We'll see how that goes. Uh, but congrats to Southern Miss for getting that number one class, both as the high school recruiting and uh, overall the fighting Will Halls uh, coming back strong in 2024. We'll see if that translates to on the field. All right, let's go on the court. We'll come back and uh, we will talk uh, college basketball. Uh, the uh, the two hottest teams in the Sun Belt facing off each other next Saturday end up falling short as they both get upset. We'll do that after we tell you a little bit about FanDuel. Happy Super Bowl to all of those who celebrate from FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook. If you're like me, Super Bowl Sunday is all about scoring the best seat on the couch, grabbing your favorite football snacks, and placing some super bets. FanDuel has so many ways for you to end the season with a W or two or three. Not only can you bet on who will win the Super Bowl 58, but FanDuel also has bets for which players will score a touchdown, how many points will be scored, and so much more. I heard Matthew Barry from ESPN suggest former Raging Cajun Eli Mitchell over one and a half carries. Hmm. New customers, join today and you'll get $200 in bonus bets if your first bet of $5 or more wins. Just visit FanDuel.com slash locked on to sign up. That's FanDuel.com slash locked on. Make every moment more with FanDuel, an official sportsbook partner of uh, the NFL. All right, Dave Schultz, locked on Sunbelt, your team every day. The two hottest teams in the Sunbelt fell last night. App State losing on the road to Texas State in the ballgame. I think Texas State was ahead most of the game. Cajuns fall to Georgia State. We talked about that one. I kind of thought that Georgia State, I think I thought, I mentioned how Georgia State has these close losses. I still thought the Cajuns were going to win and cover, I believe. Could be a little homer pick, admittedly. But outside the first six and a half minutes, this was all Georgia State. And you could kind of see it. Even Bob Marlin says we should have had a bigger lead than nine at half, 39-30. That's not awful. And it was a 14-point lead to begin with, 18-4. to 
And the thing is, Georgia State couldn't put anything in the bucket. Well, that's not going to last. They shot like one for their first 10. Well, that's not going to last. And, and the Cajuns got off to a hot start. The problem was, even in the first half, Georgia State uh, was getting easy layups, going right to the bucket, finishing no problem. They also did, defensively, they doubled Hosanna Kentinki. And they're going to cover uh, Kentrell Garnett and maybe even Kobe Julian. But, you know, if he can find somebody else, that's pretty good. That's what I thought Arkansas State should do. Double team Kentinke because they just don't match up with him. Double team him and cover one shooter. You can't cover them all, right? But let's let Themis shoot it. I let Joe Charles shoot it, right? Uh, but I'm not going to let Kentrell shoot it or Kobe Julian shoot it. Tough to cover all of that. And they did a good job with it. Kentinke had four shots, two for four. Had some good passes and then threw some others away. Uh, but Georgia State just battled, right? And, you, you know, you could very well be down by 25 before the 10-minute mark, and they just kept on coming back. And, you know, the Cajuns hit a couple of threes to get it back up to nine. They actually finished strong. You know, uh, Marlin called the uh, the use it or lose it timeout at the end of the half, and I think they got five points out of it. Uh, Julian had uh, a three, and then they got a turnover, and they got a bucket out of it, and they hit two free throws. I think I was they did well to end that half where they were. Uh, but you give it up to Georgia State. They just kept on coming. They kept on coming. I thought the Cajuns were lazy offensively. Like Kobe Julian had this big first half, 20 points, but only eight in the second. And he's taking like a 27-footer. And then boom, bada-bing, a couple of threes. And Georgia State never looked bad. There was one questionable call. And let me rephrase that. It wasn't a questionable call. It was a foul. All right. It was uh, 70 to 68. Cajuns down by two. And Garnett is covering. Oh, now I got to look at it. Was it Lane? I think it was Lane. Let me see. Uh, out by the three point line. And Georgia State had run the shot clock down to where it was a little bit iffy. And yeah, Lane. No, let me see here. It was, it was Lane. Lane was going up for a shot, and Garnett reached and clobbered him. After the, after the presser, Bob Marlin was, you know, he's like, I'll believe my player. We'll see. Here's the thing. Even watching it live, A, why is Garnett reaching like that? And he knew he did it because he put his hands up like I didn't touch him. And as soon as that happens, you know he got him. And then watching the replay, he, he totally grabbed the arm. He totally hit the arm. And just a bad play by the Cajuns. Now. We'll see what happened. You could say the, the Cajuns actually changed defense. They got two misses out of it. They went to a 1-3-1. They got a miss, but an offensive rebound was put back in by Georgia State. And then they got another miss, and then Joe Charles fouled. So the defense actually worked, but they couldn't finish off the play. Yeah, I don't know if Lane makes the three or if Georgia State you know, rebounds it. But if not, it's a two-point game with a minute and a half to go. Yeah, minute 46 to go. So who knows? Once he made those threes, he made all three free throws, by the way. It was going to be, you know, the game was basically over. Cajuns, I don't think, hit a field goal in the last four and a half minutes. They did not play well uh, down the stretch. One of my concerns was how good is this Cajuns team? And they did not play well second half. All the credit goes to Georgia State, but I don't think the Cajuns played very well uh, either. All right, meanwhile, uh, App State, with a loss on the road, their only second loss of the season in uh, the Sun Belt. Is, is, is that a, 
Is that really a trap game? They played the Georges. They're going back home to play the Mac. I was kind of shocked. I got this totally wrong. We did mention, watch out for Texas State a couple of games ago. You know, you get a couple of, you win one, all of a sudden you gain a little confidence like ULM did rattling off three in a row. And that's what Texas State did, right? They got embarrassed last week against uh, the Cajuns. They got embarrassed by 20. And then they beat South Alabama. And then they beat Southern Miss. And now they're getting App State. And I'm not sure App State had the lead in this ballgame. Every time I saw it, it was 29-26 uh, at halftime, Texas State. Uh, and I don't, let me see. Oh, they led 14-12. to 12. Is that their only lead of the game? App State led 14-12, to 12, and that was basically it. Let's see if they led at all, if they got in the second half. So, uh, good job by Texas State. The loss to the loss by app now moves them into second place. I'm not sure how much that matters. Maybe these regular season titles do matter. Maybe coaches get bonuses. I'm not sure how much that matters. You just still need to finish in the top four. Um, and I'm not sure about avoiding, you know, JMU or app. You know, you, somewhere along the way, you're going to play somebody, and there'll probably be an upset or two. Um, maybe South Alabama benefited from that last year, getting all the way to where they did. Uh, but, uh, anyways, App State is now actually behind Troy for first place in the, uh, in the Sunbelt Conference, uh, standings. Uh, Harcum had 13. Gregory had 12. Yeah, I mean, Spillers only had nine. Absent only had four. Those guys usually are in double figures, right? Sykes had 17 for the Bobcats and Turner had 11. Mason off the bench, although five of 14 from the floor, he had 12. See, App State was held a 41% shooting. I mean, Texas State didn't shoot it all that well either. They just have 42%. But Texas State pulled an App State by playing really good defense against the Mountaineers. Texas State takes down App State 63-56. All right, let's take a timeout. We'll recap the rest of uh, the Sun Belt Southern Miss uh, overcoming uh, the missing Jay Ladner, who apparently is doing better. We're glad to hear that. We'll do that next on Locked On Sunbelt, your team every day. Let me tell you about Game Time. Game Time is the fast and easy way to buy tickets for all the sports, music, comedy, and theater events near you. And right now, all users get $100 off when they buy a big game ticket with code VEGAS100. With killer last-minute deals, all-in prices, views from your seat, and their best price guarantee, Game Time takes the guesswork out of buying tickets. Game Time has deals on tickets right up to the start of the event and even an hour after it starts. It's the place to find last-minute seats. Find exclusive flash deals and sponsored deals on tickets for football, basketball, baseball, concerts, comedy, theater, and more. With Zone Deals, you pick the section and Game Time picks the seats for big-time savings. And the Game Time guarantee means you'll always get the best price. If you find tickets in the same section and row for less, Game time will credit you 110% of uh, the difference. Take the guesswork out of buying tickets with Game Time. Right now, all Game Time users get $100 off a big game ticket with code Vegas100. Terms apply. Just download Game Time app and use code VEGAS100, Vegas100, for $100 off a big game ticket. Or if you're not going to the game, use code Locked On for $20 off your first purchase. Download game time today, last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed.
All right, Dave Schultz, Locked On Sunbelt, your team every day. Allegedly, we're going to have the new South Alabama coach for tomorrow's episode. So we may do a bonus episode on Saturday to preview Saturday's and Sunday's action. We'll see. That's the schedule. Things are known to change. We'll see. If we don't have Major Applewhite on, we'll just preview maybe more recapping of the the, uh, signing day and a look ahead to Saturday's action. If we do have Major Applewhite, then maybe we'll do a, a, a bonus episode on Saturday to preview the Saturday basketball action. The Cajuns, due to Mardi Gras, <laughs> are playing Sunday. Don't think you can get to the Cajun Dome on Saturday. They may have even issues on that on Sunday as well. So, But we hopefully will be back in time for the Super Bowl. Is what's most important. Uh, all right, Dave Schultz, Lockdown Sunbelt, your team every day. Uh, let's check out the rest of uh, the action from the Sun Belt on a Wednesday. Big win for Southern Miss. Both of these teams, Southern Miss and ODU, missing their head coaches. ODU's been missing their coach for the better part of the season. Jeff Jones struggled, I think, at the end of January or the end of uh, November, beginning of December. Um, not only is he uh, trying to come back from cancer, but he had a heart issue as well. And uh, Jay Ladner woke up on Tuesday. And he uh, had an issue with a heart uh, as well. And Southern Miss comes from behind uh, at home, trailing at halftime, not much, 34-33. But they beat Old Dominion 78-73. If you've ever watched a Southern Miss a ball game, all right, Juan Cardona is the, not only is he an assistant coach, but, but he's part-time cheerleader as well. He he probably could use a little decaf, right? Maybe cut down the Red Bulls to one <laughs> or two. Uh, but he's the emotional leader uh, on the bench. You'll see Jay Ladner coach, and he can get emotional as well. But Cardona is really the guy, not only to pump up his team, but he's pumping up the crowd, right? The little guy, you know, he'll stand on the seat and get the crowd going. And he took over for Southern Miss this week, or at least yesterday, and probably for the for the time being until I, I would be surprised if Jay comes back this year, you know, his health is, is important. Uh, but he got him going and it's emotional, right? This is a real life situation, right? I mean, there is an incredible amount of BS that these coaches have to deal with, right? There's a great video of uh, the Tulsa, I think football coach talking about a kid who's looking for an NIL deal and he's got dogs and a girl and you know, the coach is telling him what to do. Well, now these kids are dealing with their head coach, I think, had a heart attack, right? And that's tough to deal with these 20-year-olds, right? I mean, most of their fathers are probably in their early 40s, maybe early 50s, depending on, you know, where they are in the pecking order and the amount of kids and, and siblings that they have. So they're not used to this. And now they have somebody they look up to, and it's hard for, you know, Coach Cardona, the other assistants, right? They have to lead, and they did. They did a good job. And and Juan was, God, he was living out of his car with a family of five. I've slept out overnight for a bottle of bourbon in the car. And that's just one night. I can't imagine having a family of five living out of a car. And so when Juan Cardona is telling you how much he appreciates Jay Ladner, I mean, it is sincere. <laughs> and, you know, feels like Coach Ladner sort of has saved um, 
has saved Juan Cardona. So good job by Southern Miss uh, to win that ball game, 78-73. It was a good game. Austin Crowley back to the way he was last year. 30 points on 11 of 21 shooting, 5 of 9 from 3 in an outstanding ball game. Ivory had 16, uh, and uh, Iwakar had 12, still missing um, Andre Curbelo and Victor Hart. I'm, I got to wonder, I mean, they could be making sure about Hart, but Curbelo, if he's dealing with you know concussion, that, it, he, he may be done. We'll see. Hopefully they can come back. They only dressed 10 guys. For uh, Old Dominion, Jenkins had 22 and Williams had a 17 in a valiant uh, effort. Southern Miss improves to seven and five, so they are sixth in the Sun Belt. Elsewhere, Troy, they covered. I thought Marshall would stay close. This was a blowout from the get-go. 16-point lead at half and 82-66. This was all Troy. Uh, They're now tied for first. They're 10 and two overall. Marshall drops to five and five. Uh, both those records in the Sun Belt. Uh, Rigsby had 19 for Troy. Muhammad had 17. Dowd had 12. Conorway, 21 minutes off the bench, if you will. He had 13. Uh, for the Herd, Voiles led the way with 16. They actually had four players in double figures, but this game, that game was a blowout from the get-go. All right, elsewhere, Monroe picks up their fourth win. A relatively easy win, 79-75 over Coastal Carolina. Coastal, I think, made a little bit of a run in the second half, but, uh, um, you know, kind of you got to feel good about yourself. Monroe winning at home, beating uh, the Chanticleers. Uh, James Madison beats Arkansas State. Arkansas State did cover. They didn't win, so I would have lost money on uh, the money line. Uh, But Arkansas State didn't go away. It was an odd ball game. Because they didn't really light it up from three either. Um, they had four threes in the first half, and Arkansas State did, and nah, and five threes in the second half. Trying to figure out where they came back, uh, but this was like a fourteen. This is a double-digit lead with like four or five minutes to go, and they got it down. They finished down by four. Uh, Todd had eighteen off of the bench for Arkansas State, uh, leading the way. Um, Caleb Fields, 15, and Ford had 13. For uh, James Madison, uh, Noah Friedel uh, led the way with 19 points, 6 of 12 shooting. And, of course, Terrence Edwards Jr., he had uh, 14. How about Friedel had the 10 rebounds? How about that? Don't see that very often uh, from the guard. He had uh, the double-double. Uh, this game was 35-22 at half. And I noticed the stats. Arkansas State made one two-pointer in the first half. One. They were 5 of 22 from the field and 4 of 18 from three. They had uh, eight points from the free throw line, eight of eight from the free throw line. So two and 12 is 14 and eight is 22. They made one two-pointer in the first half. That's tough to overcome. Make a couple more and maybe they do. Um, But, you know, I got to say, Brian Hodgins has the... uh, um, Brian Hodgson has the Red Wolves moving in the right direction. That is for sure. All right. I think we've gone over all of it. Let's check out the standings just in case. Again, um, Troy would be on top of App State. That's App State's previously only loss in the conference. So Troy is in first place, App State in second. 
James Madison one game back in third. Cajuns now one game back in fourth. Southern Miss and Marshall both, I guess they're tied for fifth at that point in time. Arkansas State is seventh. Georgia State and Georgia Southern are eighth at five and seven. South Alabama four and eight uh, tied with Texas State and Monroe. Coastal Carolina three and nine and Old Dominion is last at two and 10. Remember all of the teams get in to the Sunbelt Conference Tournament. That's why it takes almost all week. And there are a couple off days in between. Uh, all right. Again, thank you so much for tuning in. We're continuing uh, to grow a little up and down in the subscriptions uh, yesterday. Uh, softball is starting today. All right. We'll be out at uh, Lamson Park for the Cajuns. Uh, and we'll try to get around to uh, all the teams that uh, are doing softball. Baseball starts next week. And again, the, the rumors have it that major Applewhite from south alabama will join me on friday's episode we'll see let's cross our fingers all right things tend to change around here uh all right again thank you so much please subscribe on youtube if you see it like it share it all do all that stuff uh it is a big help see if we can get to let's see i'm gonna do a little bit of a goal here what about 1300 by april 1st right that's that's a month more than a month and a half see if we can get about 175 subscriptions by april 1st i think that's a, a legit goal 1300 all right see if you guys can help me out with that thank you so much for tuning in i'm dave schultz your host and you've been watching lockdown sunbelt your team every day 